This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here we go. It's our four of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a fantastic day as uh, we're joined by a uh, football Friday guest here, a proper one, Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com. has been covering the, uh, the team and joining us throughout the season, and he joins us now to talk some wild card football good afternoon nick how you doing doing good how are you fellas we're doing outstanding uh you know some news here today uh, will mcclay staying what what in, in your opinion from uh, your vantage point how important is he to the operation of uh, keeping this team in the uh, championship picture yeah it's huge and i, I think this this obviously bodes well uh, for the future, you mentioned championship picture. And I think that's something we've been able to say a little bit more over the course of the last eight or nine years that Will McClay has been in the building than you could have said the previous eight or nine years. And you look at the way he constructs rosters, the the experience that he has that he brought into the Dallas Cowboys, the relationship he has with the Joneses and how they kind of uh, paid that respect back to him in the form of titles and letting him do things in the scouting department. Uh, it's It's very clear that there's been a notch up in the scouting area and what he's been able to do as far as roster building since he's been in Dallas. It's going to keep Dallas in the championship picture for as long as he's here. Man, that sounds outstanding. You know, I I know that uh, this particular draft has not been the best, but the talent base that they have, I I think, you know, this is a a move that can't be understated. Now, on the other hand, as the week has gone on, it does feel like, you know, the the, uh, folks coming for Dan Quinn probably won't be denied this time. Yeah, I mean, you look at the openings, and already early in the week, he was starting to get interview requests. You look at the Los Angeles Chargers and the Washington Commanders were two teams that were trying to get interviews with them. I mean, you even look at the opportunity that the Chargers have, a really young defense uh, with uh, guys that can definitely build into an AFC-type contender, just kind of need the right pieces in the right direction. That's already an intriguing opportunity, but then when you factor in Seattle opening up, a place he has a lot of history with, uh, again, with young pieces on both sides of the ball, and that's a team that could contend for an NFC title next year if they wanted to with a couple or more pieces to put in place. It's a really good opportunity when you think about it for Dan Quinn. You would have to think this is probably the last opportunity that the Dallas team will have with him in the building. And, and that's kind of how everybody's treating it. You know, we talked in yeah. the locker room this week, and, and Micah Parsons mentioned, it's like, hey, you know, if this is the last ride, we're going to make it worth it. Uh, you know, Dan Quinn, he's obviously been huge to what we've built here. But, you know, we're going to try to make it make it worthwhile while he is here. So, um, you know, they've survived two hiring cycles. I'd be surprised if they survived the third one. Yeah, Nick, you, you know, you live in that building, though. Has it been a distraction i mean are people kind of uh, coming walking up to you and saying hey listen man this is we hope the best and all that but has it been a distraction you think 
I, I wouldn't say so. You know, I, I really do think the playoff hype around the opportunity that is ahead for this team, it's kind of taking over what any negative – or I wouldn't even call that negative because it would be a really good opportunity for Dan Quinn. But sure. I think it's taking over any other thing that would be in the building. I mean, you're looking at the opportunity ahead, two home playoff games that you're guaranteed, a really good matchup in your eyes with the, with the Green Bay Packers, and you would have to feel good if you're the Dallas Cowboys going into that one. I mean, there's a lot of hype around the building. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of uh, a desire to get – back to where they were back in 1995 whether that be an nfc championship game appearance or a super bowl appearance everybody in the building feels like that's a possibility so when you know dan quinn gets brought up it's like you know what yeah but we probably overstayed our welcome with him anyway you know we probably got more time than we you know could have asked for anyway so let's let's make it worthwhile while it's here what stood out to you about this Packers squad as we get ready for sunday if they were going to knock off the cowboys and, and get an upset what do you think their path to victory would be yeah, you know, it's uh, walking into AT&T Stadium. It's it's not Aaron Rodgers, but it's Aaron Jones. It's another Aaron that I think uh, you would have to be concerned about if you're the Dallas uh, Dallas Cowboys fan nation. I mean, you look at it and you look at what he's put together in the final three games of the season. He's battled a lot of injury as the year has gone on. But in those last three games, 358 yards, led the NFL. He's looking healthy. He's feeling healthy. And you have to factor in what he's done against the Cowboys as well, averaging over 120 yards uh, per game in his career against Dallas. I I think he gets his. I I really do feel like Aaron Jones will have a big day on Sunday afternoon. But for me, when I look at this and I see what the Dallas offense can do against the Green Bay defense, I don't feel like there's anything that can really stop the Dallas offense on Sunday afternoon. I think it's simply going to be a thing where uh, the Dallas offense controls the game and they operate as the best defense for uh, keeping Aaron Jones off the field. Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com with us here in the G-Bag Nation. Okay, we've been discussing Dak having his, his best season as a pro. And we're trying to figure out why. What 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 do you feel like is the biggest key to Dak having his best season? I, I'm going to go with the easy answer here, probably the low-hanging fruit, but it's just a connection with Mike McCarthy. I think it is that simple. You know, whenever he took over play-calling responsibilities over the offseason, he said he wanted to construct this offense around Dak's language. He wanted to make it comfortable for Dak Prescott. And, and yes, those first four or five weeks, you could probably look at it and be like, ah, there's a little bit of friction here. Haven't quite figured things out. I really do think a preseason really could have helped in that manner. But you look at what's happened since the bye week and the numbers that he's put together, the consistency, and I think most importantly, the confidence with him and the rest of the weapons uh, on that Cowboys offense. I I think it's a perfect recipe for success. And the connection between Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott has just been really, really special. They meet every Thursday night for hours, and they say sometimes half the time they're not even talking about football. It's just about life. You know, those two guys have really grown closer to each other this season, and I think they've made each other better as the year has gone on. They're hitting their stride at the perfect time. I think this is the best opportunity that Dak Prescott has had uh, as an NFL quarterback going into the playoffs, and we'll certainly see how that comes to fruition. How do you think Green Bay is going to approach trying to slow them down and and get one of those games that, that doesn't look outstanding? Yeah, it's, it's tough. I, I think whenever you look at what the Dallas offense doesn't do necessarily well, you'd have to look at the rush offense. And, you know, you, you probably aren't scared of anything that comes out of the backfield if you're Green Bay looking on tape. You know, Tony Pollard only has one game over 100 yards so far this season. And while Rico Dowdle is a physical runner, he's not going to be the guy that blows up the stat sheet either. 
So if you can keep the running game to a minimum, I, I think that forces the passing game into some areas that it might not want to go to, and then maybe that's when you start forcing some turnovers. But I think if you're the Green Bay defense, that is the most important thing, forcing turnovers and getting into you know plus, t- plus territory to uh, open up for your offensive drive. You know, I was looking at a stat this week. The Cowboys are 8-2 and two when they win the possession battle, time of possession. They're 6-0 and oh when they just possess the ball 35 minutes. So it's 10 minutes more than the opponent. If the Packers can keep the Dallas offense off the field, force them into turnovers, create some short fields, I think that's probably where they find some success. But it, they, they would definitely have to capitalize on some areas. Nick, you mentioned no Aaron Rodgers, and thank God, because I hate that guy. But Jordan Love has been playing some pretty good <laughs> football. What uh, What do you think about Jordan Love and some of the maybe issues he could prevent for the Cowboys' defense? Yeah, man, he's a talented first-year starter. And when you look at him on film, it's almost surprising that he's a first-year guy. You, you can definitely see the development that he's had in the two, three years behind Aaron Rodgers. He definitely has some sort of, like, Rodgers mannerisms. You know, you look at that whenever he has pressure in his face, he's able to backpedal and just throw off of his back foot. And it's not the fastest ball you'll see in the whole world. There won't be a ton of zip to it, but it just gets right into the receiver's hands. And, I mean, I think the connection that he has as a first-year starter with his receiving core top six receivers for the uh, Green Bay Packers are either rookies or second-year guys. And when you have that type of youth connection between quarterback and receiver, I mean, we've seen it throughout the league's history whenever guys kind of come in together and they form that bond. I mean, we kind of saw it with Dak and Zeke, even though that's slightly different, but you see that as time grows on and he has six of those guys. And I think the connection that he's been able to build with his various receiving core, I think that's obviously helped as well. But, man, he's, he's really talented. He makes good decisions. Uh, you don't really see things out of him that you would out of a first-year starter. And you have to give credit to Matt LaFleur as well. Being able to develop him and get him ready for this stage and put this team in the playoffs. Youngest team in the NFL, and they're in the playoffs. That's pretty, that's pretty uh, fantastic if you ask me. Nick, what's the big difference been between Mike McCarthy this time like last year when it got – getting ready for a Packer game as opposed to this Packer game? Yeah, I couldn't get a straight answer on that this week. I'm glad you brought that up because, again, on Monday – he had kind of said that he regretted his approach going up to Green Bay last year and making it, you know, kind of a big deal. I think this time around, it's just they're trying to treat it as business as usual. And I asked a couple of guys in the locker room yesterday about, uh, you know, what does that look like necessarily? And he, they were like, we can't really tell. You know, it's, it's operating as if every week was the same. And the guys that were there for that Week 10 matchup uh, last year, uh, they kind of mentioned how, you know, he went up there and he saw a lot of people that he didn't get to see whenever he had to leave Green Bay a few years ago. And it just kind of made, you know, it threw emotion into it a little bit. I think that's, there's a human element to that. But I think this time around, he's already had that go, go through. He's able to treat this as business as usual. And it's just another playoff team he has to get through. Nick Harris with us here in the G-Bag Nation. So you'd pump out your article on DallasCowboys.com of the matchups. What are some of the matchups you've got your eye on for Wild Card Sunday? Yeah, so uh, the headliner for me is C.D. Lamb and Jair Alexander. Now, typically, you know, with a a receiver corner matchup, especially with the way Dallas throws their uh, weapons around, they won't line up on every snap, and they probably won't even line up on half of the snaps. But when they do, I think that's going to be a really important matchup for this game. You know, Jair Alexander, he's battled some injury this year. He had the game late in the season where he was suspended, so kind of a rocky end towards the regular season. But if he's healthy and he's ready to go, he's he's a guy that kind of steps up for those big-type matchups. And when you look at a first-team all-pro receiver now in C.D. Lamb. Uh, he's definitely going to show up for that one. Last year in that Week 10 game, uh, C.D. had 11 receptions for 150 yards and two touchdowns, had one of those on Jair Alexander. I think that's definitely going to be one to look at. And then another one I'm really looking forward to, 
second-year guy versus second-year guy, Deron Bland and Christian Watson. Watson had his coming-out party last year against Dallas with those three touchdowns. You know, as a guy who comes in with the same draft class, as a guy who does that on the opposing side, you kind of want to get him back next time. I think that's another human element that kind of goes into the game. So, you know, whenever Deron Bland is lined up with Christian Watson, I'll be having my uh, binoculars on that one for sure. Who's the non-C.D. Lamb skill guy for the Cowboy offense that's due for a big one? Uh, It's got to be Tony Pollard, right? I I think whenever you look at what he's been able to stack over the course of the last three weeks, you know, you can kind of see those running lanes starting to open up a bit. He's starting to get some of those explosive runs. You pair that with the fact that Green Bay has given up the 29th most explosive run plays in the NFL going into this game, meeting 10 yards or more carries. Uh, I think there's an opportunity for Tony Pollard to break through and have a 100-yard type game. I think if he could do that, I think 10 times out of 10, this Dallas Cowboys offense wins. That'd be amazing. We've been waiting for this Tony Pollard moment. Hopefully this week it happens. Nick, what would you think about the All-Pro list and the Cowboys that made it or didn't make it? Yeah, I think most of them. It was obviously Deron Bland, CeeDee Lamb. Those were just Brandon Aubrey as well. Such a cool story in his first year being able to make the All-Pro team. But I think the the thing that everybody's looking at is uh, Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons not making first team. I'm okay with Dak not making first team. Lamar Jackson has had a great year. I think getting Dak on that second team is still, uh, you know, paying the respects. But Micah Parsons being on that second team, that's probably the one where I disagree with. I think, you know, in in my eyes, I have to give a shout-out to Isaiah Stanback because I gave him so much help for this early in the year but I think pressures are more important than sacks in some areas and the way he's been able to pressure the quarterback and force offenses out of their rhythm I, I think that causes so much more disruption sometimes than a sack would uh, uh, but when you factor that in I think Micah should have been first team and then another guy I would have liked to see on first team was Tyler Smith you know he's put together such a great year but um, seeing him on second team I, I'm glad he was able to get his due as well how many more years like this does Tyron have in him though that's a great question, man. And, you know, coming into this year and especially how the season started with his injury, you know, it didn't look like he was going to be on the field much at the beginning of the year. And, um, you know, you're looking at it going into the final year of his contract as well and just kind of wondering what's the future for Tyron Smith. Uh, but being able to put together a second-team all-pro type season, uh, he's only allowed one sack, I believe 17 pressures. Uh, he's, he's doing fantastic work. I think going forward, you have to have him on the team and you, ha- you have to have somebody uh, waiting, in, uh, waiting behind him in case he can't go for uh, various injury concerns. But, you know, that's why Lyle Collins is in the building now probably. You got the Cowboys winning by double digits? I do. I, I said 38-24 this morning. That's kind of how I feel. Again, I feel like Aaron Jones gets his on the ground, but I feel like this defense will be able to force some turnovers on a young uh, skill, a skill group against the Packers. You know, Jordan Love being a first-year starter, while he has been awesome and has been taking care of the football, sometimes experience wins in these types of playoff environments, especially on the road for the Packers. I just feel like they're going to be able to get to Love both uh, with pressure and then the secondary on the back end before it's over with. I think it's a close game at half and then the Cowboys run away with it in the second half. Okay, other than the Cowboys, what's your lock of the weekend? Oh, lock of the weekend. Man, I would have said Bills and Ste- uh, Bills over the Steelers, but, man, with the way that weather's looking like up in Orchard Park, there's no telling what will happen in that game. Um, goodness. I, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and stick with that one. I think the Bills running game has been obviously really – really strong since that Cowboys game. You know, shout out to James Cook being able to do that against the Cowboys defense. You know, I think they just get the Steelers. It, this is one of those rare, you know, occurrences where you maybe wish there was like a college football playoff type committee so you could look at it and be like, man, we don't need the Steelers in there. They got a backup quarterback. Let's get let's get another team in there to face the Bills. But I think Buffalo wins that handily. Thank you, Nick. Enjoy the game and uh we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, that sounds great. Y'all be easy. There he goes, Nick Harris Dallas Cowboys.com with you here in the G Bag Nation on 1053 the fan. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.